Hey guys. Hey. Hi, Mel. <laughs> oh, you guys. I got panicked there for a minute. <laughs> we were like a split well, second me hanging. short. Yeah. So, are, oh, we got to do the intro. I'm Mel. I'm Dory. And I'm Erica. And this is the All the Feels podcast, the unauthorized Hallmark movie podcast. Hello today. We don't have much Hallmark to talk about. <laughs> we're just kind of doing a, a March check-in, I guess. Spring check-in because it's just it's been a while it's been a bit i miss you guys yeah Mm -hmm. i miss you too we always at the end of the christmas season promise that we're gonna record once a month and then we don't because you know what christmas season is a lot and then you just don't want to do anything for a really long time at least that's my experience i agree but now (laughs) now we have a whole crap load to talk about and i don't know where to start I don't know. Where I don't, to start. Oh, there's just too much, Mel. But how how is everyone doing? Do I do a general? Are we going to do a temp check? <laughs> a temp check. Sure. Now we've got you know we've got vaccines on the on the horizon. We've got what else do we got? I don't even know. That's I mean, all I'm needs definitely to be. feeling better than I was when we were recording this time last year. Yes. Um, I'm feeling yes. You know, more alive. <laughs> Um, more hopeful. So that's good. I know like half of me is half of me says the question, oh, it's only been a year. And then the other side is me saying, oh God, it's been a year. Yeah. Yeah. I go go back and forth on where I stand, but it's more like, okay, it was a year We're hopefully coming down from everything soon. Life could get somewhat back to normal. I mean, what is normal even going to be anymore? Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yes, those so strange days. I'm excited for normal, but I'm also terrified of normal because you know what? I don't want to go back to what my normal was. The thought yeah. of going back to what my normal was and the long work days at the office and the traffic and all that stuff. Yeah. Someone brought me. up the other day, like the first time you ever decide to go to like a busy bar and like someone brushes your shoulder, you're just going to freak out. Have a you panic know? Attack. Doesn't that just sound like hell right even now. even on my best day even pre yeah <laughs> giving me I just I feel like I have separation anxiety from my dog I don't know if I could be away from him it might oh. be troubling troubling yeah. That's but anyway anyway these are small small worries in the world I suppose so grateful for that right yeah I agree um you know who's not doing great well who, who knows really uh, Megan and Harry, the, what are they now? Are they still, I, I'm so confused by you the keep titles. Your, you keep your titles, right? So they, so they keep their titles, but they get stripped. He gets stripped of all of his military awards and all that stuff. I don't know, but I mean, like they'll always be the Duke and Duchess, right? Yeah. Or yeah, I think not? they keep, the, I think they keep the titles, but I don't know where they stand with like his royal highness or her royal highness i think maybe those have been stripped or are going to be stripped i really don't know but i think they're still like the duke and duchess of yeah yeah Yeah. well we were definitely when that oprah interview so i'm on the east coast currently while erica and dory are on the west coast and when that oprah interview i didn't realize it wasn't airing collectively at the same time on both coasts but when that oprah interview started airing i was just like I don't know. I was having all sorts of feelings that were <laughs> very large and 
um, I started texting you guys. I'm sorry. I, I wish we could have experienced them together, honestly, because I needed the emotional support. That was quite an interview with Oprah. Yeah. I was actually really happy when you texted Mel, because I was in the middle of a zoom for the NBA all-star game, Okay, which I know nothing about basketball. (laughs) I'm just not great at basketball, but my friends, we've done it. Like this is like the 18th annual one we've done and you just like bet on stuff and whatever. And so I'm just like kind of half paying attention. And then I get your text and I interrupt the zoom. I go, everybody. And when I say everybody, it's pretty much all dudes. My friend Mel just told me that the Oprah interview is explosive. (laughs) And they're like, even the guys are like, oh yeah, we're going to watch it. You know? So like everyone was excited, but I was a little scared that it was, you know, all those specials hype up to be like, you're not going to believe it. And we're going to get the scoop. And I was like, oh, we're probably just going to hear stuff that we've already heard. No, we did not. No, it was not. So what, what were your biggest takeaways? I mean, at this point, it's like been a couple weeks, so I know it's not quite as fresh, but we are huge Royal fans on this podcast. We've talked about the Royal weddings that we've been here for. We've, I don't know, we're Royal fans. I mean, granted, I believe when we say Royal fans, it's like most of the time we're really saying Diana fans, <laughs> and Harry fans, but like after I saw this interview, I just like felt so sick to my stomach for so long afterwards for so many reasons. I don't think I could ever really like the Royals again, really like not in the same way, not in the, with the blind enthusiasm that I did before. And I was just so, I'm so worried about Harry really. And Megan, like, I just need everybody to be okay. And I know the interview ends with kind of like a hopeful, like, oh, but now we're free and we're frolicking on the beach and we have, you know, rescue chickens. But I'm, <laughs> I don't believe that they're happy. I definitely don't believe that Harry is happy. Like he, she might, maybe for her, the worst is over as in she's in a better situation, even though the internet will never be kind to her and people are going to be assholes to her forever, probably. But like, I really worry about Harry because now he he has two people in his life and that's it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't think he's happy in his kind of new life? Like, you don't, you think he regrets doing what he did? No. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I don't think he regrets what he did. It's more of like, he doesn't, he didn't seem like he wanted to be doing this interview. I think it's important that he did. I'm really glad they did. It's more that like he is like he's he no longer has a country, you know, <laughs> like he he all of his military award things, you know, that he always seemed at least they were important to him. It's just like like everybody that has that kind of falling out with their family, even I mean, even people we know who's had like the, the one sister or whatever who's had the falling out. It's like that's so devastating in so many ways. And it's just I worry. I just want. I just want everyone to be okay. That's all. I just really need everybody to be okay. Well, Erica, you're the one who was royalty in a past <laughs> life. So I have been dying to know <laughs> your thoughts on all of this um, because you, you have, you are the one with the fascinator. You, you are yeah. our queen. So well, what are your thoughts? Well, here's the thing. I've always said, 
I don't necessarily know if I was royal, but I was, I think I was like associated with that world at yeah. one point in my life. You were adjacent. Life. Yeah. So like <laughs> I could have been like a servant girl, but I was around. That's how I feel. I don't necessarily know if I was royalty, but I was in that, in that zone. I feel like you give life. me royalty. Yeah. No. You oh, gotta okay. be royal. If you're going to do it, you're going to be royal. Okay. Okay. You give me aristocracy. Aristocracy. Exactly. <laughs> Class. You give me tiaras. Yeah. Okay. You were going to balls okay. and doing that it. dance. I'll take it. The lion okay. dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's how I actually, I think you guys would relate to this. So when everything was going on with Hallmark, when we were all, we're Hallmark fans, but we don't agree with what they're doing. And sometimes it feels weird to be like still watching and supporting them. That's Mm -hmm. kind of where my mind went with the Royal family. It's like, Mm -hmm. I just loved reading about them. I was like, I love like the history. I love the tradition of it all. I love like just the idea of it. And now I'm like, oh, do I want to love them? I don't know. You know, like I believe the stuff she said. And oh, for sure. For sure. And I was thinking about, yeah, I think it's awful that, you know, everything they went through. But then I started thinking of like Kate and, I'm just like, does she hate this life? You know, but (laughs) she'll never be able to say it because, you know, she's a future queen. So I just started thinking of that. And then I started thinking of the the, the kids and how they just got to keep going. But at the same time, Harry kind of gives you hope that maybe younger generations to come will either change the way it's going or at least speak up. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, I hear like press in, in London saying, you don't disrespect the queen. You don't disrespect the queen. Like, this is what we were raised to, to know and learn and, and respect, but times change, you know, Mm -hmm. times change and people's views change and the monarchy can change along with it. If they, if they choose to. Not all the traditions have to be left the same, but I also don't live in that world. So I don't know if that's just unthinkable, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I was just like jaw dropped on some of that stuff that she went through. So, yeah, I mean, the thing is they didn't disrespect the queen. They were so respectful of the queen. For me, it just felt like he was like my immediate family and also the press were Mm -hmm racist and horrible and terrible in these ways and then on top of that the family wasn't recognizing it which is like so frustrating and heartbreaking and even him saying that he feels bad for William because William is trapped and he just like doesn't realize it or maybe he does realize it and they just don't ever talk about it the fact that they've never had that conversation is crazy yeah crazy and and William I just want to know like what does he think but is he just like Harry yeah. said, they're just scared and they're trapped and he not ne- like, wouldn't even, it's unthinkable that he could change, could say something, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're just going to live your life like that. But again, that's what he's been well, taught. And he is, he knows that he has a country leaning on him in the future. So I don't know. Yeah. What do you think, Dory? I mean, when I finished watching that interview, I was like, 
I mean, I'm not British, but I was like, what's the necessity for the monarchy anymore? It definitely made me feel like my thought because strip it all away. They're still going to be like rich people in Britain. Like we're still going to watch them. We're still going to like, they're going to be famous. They're going to be socialites. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of like, why are we giving this institution of colonizers (laughs) this much power? And Cause, cause the things that Megan said were really, really disturbing mm-hmm. and I don't know how to reconcile that ever. Um, because I also got the sense that that was just the tip of the iceberg. Like, I think they shared some things. I yeah. don't think they shared everything. No. And because if they wanted to blow up the monarchy in that interview they really could have and they did not like like you guys were saying they were so deferential to the queen so kind they said the nicest things about her i mean harry was like glowing every time he talked about his grandmother mm-hmm. you can tell that there's definitely deep love there and they could have really tore shit up but they didn't and i feel like they could have if they wanted to because when they were saying this stuff i was like these aren't one-off instances that happened like there's more where this came from and that is tragic, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, that's a disturbing, that is a disturbing life to live. I mean, yeah, like it is. And Harry to me felt like he's, it felt a little bit like he's still being deprogrammed because you could tell he still wanted to like protect his family but like they haven't really gone out of their way to protect his family. So it's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, are are you sure you want to defend these people? But you can tell, like, I just don't think he's ever going to get what he wants from his family, his family. I don't think that they're, I don't think they can get there. No, I don't, I don't, especially now, especially now. And especially, well, especially not his father who will be King and his brother who will be King. That's the problem. Like, he doesn't even have another sibling to lean on, like a younger sibling who isn't fine for the throne and maybe has been going through the same things. Mm-hmm. It's just like his king, his king to be brother and him. So the heir and the spare. Right. I so still I'm sure he does feel really alone. I still don't understand what exactly was the reasoning that Archie would not get a title. Because they, for what I've understood, so far down the line, he's he's not in direct line. It's only the grandchildren that get a title of of, of direct line to the crown. So he, so Archie is a great grandchild, but when the queen passes and Mm -hmm. Charles becomes king, then Archie will get, would have probably gotten a title because then he would be a grandchild of the but, direct line, direct line grandchild. But why does why is George and right. Charlotte? I think that have, was the the well. Concern. George and Charlotte is direct line, but it's but they're still but not they're grandchildren. Still, they're the great grandchildren of the current queen. Yeah, but they're the they're the children of someone who's in direct line for the throne. Maybe. <laughs> like you know, like like because because William is in direct line. Yeah, and I get that, but I Harry guess- isn't. And I but guess then, like but that doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. Because and I, I guess oh go ahead. I thought that the issue was they were going to change that tradition so that even when Charles became king, Archie wouldn't get 
a prince title. That was my thought. Or yeah, quite possible. What they were saying was like, they were trying to change this under Queen Elizabeth, who is still living now, so that once Charles became king, he still wouldn't get the title. Hmm. That was my understanding. It, I mean, absolutely could be the thing. I don't know. My, I'm just trying to piece it all together from like... Also, I don't think it matters. And I think mm-hmm. that's the the other thing that like really frustrated me about this is that it really does not matter because when you are dealing with the first person of color in this family, Meghan Markle, and the first child of color in this family who is of royal blood, as Mm -hmm. disgusting as it is to say that, they're kind of exceptions to the rule. And that's what's been bothering me about all of this. It's that like you can't use the old rules for new problems and like it or not this is a new problem and the press the British press showed themselves to be horribly racist Mm -hmm. that is dangerous racist people kill people I mean we saw that here in the states in Atlanta constantly Um, see it yeah we constantly see it so like to me that prince whatever titles all sounds like bullshit Mm -hmm. because you know they're getting death threats like a ton Mm -hmm. of death threats as a family you know they're unsafe it's like the queen can do whatever she wants make him a prince and give him security because he's part black and you know it's a problem like all of that bothers me like I don't care what the tradition is it does not matter when you're talking about safety for members of this family yeah if if your grandson came to you (laughs) yeah right I'm scared I want protection you're gonna be like well that's not how we do it yeah 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 and the fact that um and the I mean Harry makes an excellent point where he's like I was born into this I didn't ask for this you know like I I didn't do anything to be under in danger my entire life you know what I mean which is true and then that's the same thing with his son and his soon-to-be daughter Uh, right well thank god for Tyler Perry guys (laughs) offering up that security amazing amazing thank you Tyler Perry Medea's witness protection (laughs) (laughs) I mean Thank God for him. I'm glad they got out. I think it's going to yeah. take a long time to like piece together their souls. Well, um, that's the thing. It's like, I wonder, cause now we've seen, you know, 10 plus years, whatever past, past Diana, what happened and how that has progressed. I'm terrified, but also hopeful, I guess, to see what happens in the net, like where we are 10 years from now, like where are they, what's happening? Is everyone okay? <laughs> like, is everyone okay? No, they're not okay. They're not okay. I, I mean, they're not okay. They're never going to be okay. No. They got to call this. They're never going to be okay. Like, and you know, I what's kind know. of sad. Like, I wonder mm-hmm. how Harry feels in this regard where it's like, he has these almost two kids who, you know, by the time they're nine, 10, he probably wants to share with him you know, his ancestor ancestry and history. And, you know, and it's like, he won't even be welcomed there to do that. I feel like, you know, like, will he care? I don't know, but you know, I'm sure he'd want to show his kids like where he came from and what the history was. And even if he can say like, it was like this, but we wish it was like this, whatever. I don't think he'll even be welcomed there. 
I strange family now is what it is. It's a strange family. And like that freaking quote from William, it just makes me so angry where he's like, the royal family is not racist or whatever. You can't say that when you're a colonizer. Well, and you can't say that. It's like you're basically just saying everything. You're basically saying everything that they said is false and you're and you're saying it you're denying their experience. And nothing rings more false than a white person saying they're not racist. So fuck you, William. I don't know. I just am like, I just lost so much. Not that I had a lot of respect, but like any, like he, to me, he was still always Diana's oldest, you know, we saw them grow up and I still had love for him there. And now it's just like, no, you're a gross man. Like you're just a gross, I want to say old man, but he's not even old. He's, I'm pretty sure he's younger than me, but, but I, I read a quote that said, Harry is the husband Diana always needed. Yeah. God, Diana. Like, that is so true. What do you think she, I wish, what do you think the situation, if she was still living today, she would like, be so proud of him. Well, and he'd have an outlet, you know, he would have had the other side yeah. growing up. I don't know. I bet yeah. that little tidbit about how he used Diana, the money that his mother left him. I know. And to like get thought, out. He thought she saw it coming. I just. It kills me. Do you know she was 19 years old when they, when she got married? Right? Is that right? Yeah, 19. She died when she was what 36. That's like that's, that's a short life, and that is in under 20 years they killed her. Yeah, because that's and what killed her. That, why that institution? They killed her. Yeah. And why did any of us think that that was okay? That we were marrying off a 19 year old girl into an arranged marriage and we celebrated it. We were like, that's why I'm saying, do we need the monarchy? She's so lucky. That's why I'm saying. This this woman's life is over. Like 19. Where was I at 19? I was a fool at 19. (laughs) You know, I was not the person I am now. And it's just. That's why I'm saying, do we need this? Like, is it healthy? Is it safe? Like, this looks like a bunch of like emotionally stunted, stifled, people it's really sad like and I'm not even saying that as like you know sitting here feeling disgusted although I I do feel disgusted especially about the comments about like Archie's skin tone how dark's he gonna be like Megan um feeling suicidal and them not offering help like that stuff is disgusting but I do just see like a really sad group of people like clinging to this antiquated institution that is not serving them because I mean are any of them happy do any of them like that are any of them okay with that life I I I wonder I wonder it's 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 a fascinating um circumstance that's for sure (laughs) it's a lot it's a lot disaster Speaking of Oprah, ooh, you know who else she needs to be interviewing? Britney Spears. Oh my gosh, I was gonna say Britney. Also, I think Britney needs a, a needs to sit down and write a book. She needs her Jessica Simpson book. You know, like that's what I want so bad. Uh, is she allowed to? No, it's a thing. They're still in charge of her person. You guys, when I watch Britney Spears on her Instagram. Every post just crushes my heart because she is, it's like, there's nothing behind the eyes and I Super Bowl weekend, I took a deep dive and started watching a bunch of old Britney Spears. Was this before Uh, or after you watched framing Britney? This was after I watched a bunch of 
like old Britney performances because the Super Bowl brought it on because like I was like, remember Britney's Super Bowl Pepsi commercial? And like, I started watching all that stuff. The best. And the best. And I was like, she will never be the way she was. And mm. that is so sad. That is so sad. When she does those Instagram videos, she's like reading off scripts or something. She nervously rocks back and forth. She just looks like she's a child and she has no confidence. Like all of her confidence was stripped away. And if you don't have, if you can't get that back, you're never going to be like the powerhouse you were. Yeah. It's I like, just, it's so sad. It's like, speaking of women that we have destroyed. Uh, yeah. So we're talking about, I'm sure, I feel like a lot of people are already aware of a, it's like, it's not so much a documentary. It's like an hour special on Hulu called framing Britney. It's like an episode of a series. What is it? It's like the New York times it's, presents. Yeah. New York times something. Yeah. Um, where it's basically a deep dive chronicling the, the rise and fall of Britney and what the media and everybody has done and just how disgusting and toxic the nineties were, which we all were coming of age. I mean, at least I was mm -hmm. in the nineties and I witnessed all of it. And at the time I didn't think twice really much about Neither it. Neither did I. I'm just yeah. like, this is just a thing and it's fun. And woo. when she was getting chased around by paparazzi, I remember that was like height of Perez Hilton, right? And all those blogs. And I remember in my North Hollywood apartment, once we heard helicopters spinning overhead and we're like, oh, probably some other, right? you know, Brittany. crime thing. It was Brittany driving home. And Oof. that's the crazy coverage she got. And I remember watching like them in front of her and she couldn't even move her car and then her just thousands of crazy lights and I remember being like oh okay like that sucks but whatever but watching it back now it was dangerous like mm. they put her life her kids life her friends whatever everyone that they were around in danger and everyone thought that was okay just to get those money shots that would never fly now never. well I my first job in LA was for an entertainment news show and it was right when I was there during like 2007 and 2008. And that is right when that was like prime time paparazzi boom. And this show used to be all junkets and behind the scenes interviews and like sit down interviews and to compete with TMZ, they had mm. to start incorporating paparazzi footage and like it was one of the most like shameful <laughs> times of my career um I was listen I was the at the bottom of the bottom but it was a really gross introduction to Hollywood like we used to have to go I was on the night shift and I, we used to have to go meet these paparazzi guys in their Ferraris down in the parking lot where they would like pass off tapes Hollywood.tv, which they showed in the documentary, a bunch of Hollywood.tv footage, those guys would like bring us tapes. And it was, it just felt really gross because they're chasing her in cars. They're swarming her when she's trying to get out of her car. Like there was one tape that um, a guy I worked with had to log and it was Britney at a dance studio, like taking a dance class. And the footage was through the blinds, like through oh, a split God. the blinds. And we would talk about it, like how gross we felt that this was our job, 
how Brittany was bankrolling, not just her team and her family, but also these paparazzi guys who got rich off of her. They got rich off of her. Like she was just a commodity and all of these men were making money off of her. And at the time it was really disturbing. I'm still so shameful that I worked during that era. It disturbs me every time I think about it. I didn't watch the documentary. I didn't want to watch the documentary because I knew it would make me really sad. Um, And I still, to this day, have a lot of trouble watching entertainment news shows and stuff like that. Like it really, I always feel very conflicted. Every time I pick up a People magazine, part of me is like, you're disgusting. Why do you care? Like, why are you paying attention to this? Because it was a really disturbing time because Mm -hmm. we saw her entire freaking downfall from her marriage to her beating that paparazzi, shaving her head. We were at work that night when she was institutionalized the first time. We were at work. And it was like, we, I mean, they were like calling the hospitals to try and figure out what hospital she was in to get information. It was disgusting. And seeing this documentary broke my heart. I think the way we treated her, and I say we because we all bought into it. We read the blogs, Mm -hmm. we read the magazines, like we all did this to her. And like Erica said, she will never be the same. Like it just makes me so upset to even think about it. Oh God. I think coming away from it, I'm like, you know what? We're lucky we still have her. Like we're so lucky. Like instead of making her a joke, we should be grateful that she is still here because she is very strong, very strong. Um, and so much of this documentary is about the, the, um, what is it called? The concert. Oh my God. I can't believe I can't think of this word. The conservatorship. The conservatorship where basically her father, when she had her breakdown, her biggest breakdown, which at the, I didn't realize really, I guess, or I didn't comprehend it at the time. Maybe I was just too young and dumb that this was coming off of a divorce where the, the, her husband was getting full custody. It looked like, mm-hmm. um, possible postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And basically she's spiraling. And instead of like, nobody was like helping her, or at least it didn't look that way. I just, I guess that umbrella meltdown in this documentary, seeing it, I was just like, that is very relatable. Like how could she, how had she not done that 10 years earlier? And Basically, after that, the fa- her father took control of her life completely. He was granted access to her. That The whole part in the documentary about how there's two types, it's um, power over person or whatever, and then power of basically money, finance. And he has both. The, the power of person thing is really, I mean, both of it is disturbing, but that is like really disturbing because he's like, oh, well, she travels and everything. It's like, yeah, but she doesn't get to live her own life. She's like Handmaid's Tale, a show I've never seen, but still I'm imagining it's, she's not in control of her life. And that's terrifying, terrifying. I don't even think she's in control of her social media account. No, she's a kept woman. She is a, she is so restricted and so watched that I feel like even in her own house, like she probably doesn't even have a place where she can go to be alone. And you can just tell she's like, yearning to just be free and to just not care 
but you're right, Matt, both of you said it, like we all screwed her up. Mm. And I just, it's, it makes me so sad because she really loved what she did, you know, and maybe she still does, you know, when she did her Vegas show, whatever, but it's just not, she'll never be at the level she was. And I just think she could have kept going up and up and up. Mm -hmm. And like just seeing her like on SNL when she used to like be carefree and funny and in interviews. And now she just talks like she's 12. Like, I know like they, I mean, and it just does not make sense that a woman who has had two children is well enough to have a multi-million dollar residency in Las Vegas. They said she was making like a million dollars a week. You cannot be well enough to perform every night and make all that money, but you're not well enough to take care, to like have control over your life and your finances. That makes no sense. And even like the part of the documentary that killed me was when that one lawyer was like, yeah, they called her a high functioning conservative. Yeah. How the hell does that make any sense? If you are high functioning anything, you Mm -hmm. don't need to be under a conservatorship. This makes no sense, but she has, she has been the cash cow for her family and for these dudes in her family like that interview her brother gave was oh my god the worst Ugh, her dad just seems like such a dud it's I mean it it really breaks my heart what what we have done to her like as a society all those interviews they were showing people asking her about her virginity (gasps) yeah like we ruined this beautiful bright light like it's disgusting. And don't even get me started on the Justin Timberlake of it all. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, do you remember the purity ring era of pop music? It's like, that was such a huge thing where every single pop star was like, I'm a virgin purity ring. And now it's just like the opposite. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. It's like, why? It's gross. The purity ring stuff is gross. <laughs> it's so gross. Yeah. I just would like kill to be a fly on the wall right and know like what her home life is like see her with her kids which I feel like she has to just be herself with I hope but that's the thing it's like I don't even know you know well and it seems like her kids could be used as a threat in the way that if she doesn't stay in line that they she could like they could take her kids away again I don't know if that's just reading in too much you know but it's like I mean those kids are about to be grown and gone yeah they could do what they want soon yeah, I know. they're like, that's going to be, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens to the conservatorship then, because I think they're teenagers and they're older teenagers. Like, yeah, I mean, they were born, what, back in probably 07, 08, 09-ish era. So they're like getting up there. I know they're close in age because they're only like a, a year. Or so they're apart. 14 and 15. Yeah. See, in three years, one of them is going to be out on its own 18 and he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. yeah. I know. I can't even imagine like Erica, I was going to ask because I didn't even consider that postpartum depression, like would have been a thing that um, affected her. Like, I feel really stupid that I didn't see that as a mom. 
can you imagine being under the pressure that she was under with two kids back to back a year apart? Mm-hmm. And no. she's young and paparazzi are following them. Cause that's definitely the turd. I feel like the documentary makes where it's like, right, she's kind she of like, married, da, 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 I'm having kids. fun with the paparazzi. And then all of a sudden her kids are in the pictures and she's like, not having it anymore. She, you know? Yeah. I just like, when you, you know, have a kid, it's like, that instinct of like trying to protect them, just like it's there, like it comes out. And just the fact that they were surrounding her holding them mm-hmm. enough to endanger these kids, how she did not hit any of them or, you know, do something violent. Like I'm surprised because that's what any mom would probably want to do. And, you know, I remember that photo of when she was driving with one of them mm-hmm. on her on her knee. I mean, I think someone said it, or I don't know if it's in the documentary, but I thought that the reason she did that is because she just had to get out of wherever mm-hmm. she was fast and get away from them. Like she doesn't have time to like put them in the car seat. I mean, because she's forced to like these people surrounded her car and endangered her kid. Like, oh yeah. And like when you just having those feelings of stress and your mind's like totally just out there with postpartum, I just, I can't even imagine what she went through like that. Hey, yeah, yeah. She probably never got out of it. Cause she got pregnant, had the baby, then got pregnant again and had the second. It's like, she never even got a chance to like get a handle on her mental state or her emotions, you know? Yeah. But like, oh where is her gosh. mom? Like, where? That's what I've been wondering. Where's her mom? Like, I thought she's trying to help with it, but like, where is she? Like, she's reaching out to like the lawyers and stuff too. But like, it do doesn't something. seem like she has any power. Is she? So are, are her parents still married, or did they get divorced? I was kind of. I think they're divorced. Yeah. So she probably has very little power because you know, she's not an old white man, but still. You think she would be, but you know what? We only see what we see. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the documentary did show. I don't know their day to day. Like, yeah, I did like that. The that one lawyer. I really liked that one lawyer who like was trying to be her lawyer, mm-hmm. um, and then he was kind of on her side. Like she's, she was well enough to hire me. I really liked him. He seemed like the most level headed in the documentary. And I did appreciate him saying like, we don't know what we don't know. And that's the other thing to remember. Like there's a lot that we don't know. Mm-hmm. And I will be very interested if, and when Brittany sits down with Oprah and if, and when she does her own documentary, because I would love to hear directly mm-hmm. from her, how she was feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, Although I am really glad we got Felicia in this documentary because every Britney fan knows <laughs> Felicia. <laughs> Fifi. Yeah. And she, I mean, you can just tell she just loves Britney so much. It just, it that's yeah. hard to see too, because you know that she's close to her mom. You know, she's close to her sister. You know, she's close to Felicia. But these dudes, man, they came in and just like pillaged her life and- you know, like she, it, it's, it's a tragic. It's really tragic. I think. Yeah. Uh, like Brittany to me was like such a good dancer. Like I, in my ninth grade talent show, <laughs> remember when CD singles were enhanced and you could put them in your computer and they'd have like extras. Yeah. 
if you have her baby one more time CD <laughs> single and you put it in your computer, it's behind the scene footage of her in a dance studio, like performing the dance. I literally watched that and wrote down the steps, memorized it and performed it with my friends in my ninth grade talent show. Like the exact Britney Spears. Dance. That's fun. Erica, was, did you ever have Darren's dance group? Oh yes, I did. Yeah. That was the best. Um, he was great. Um, but I just remember like always looking up to her as when she dances and, but now like when, and I went to her show in Vegas and she just does not feel like she even trusts or has confidence in the steps mm-hmm. because what she does now is, and I don't even know how to explain it, but she'll do like a spin and then like get back to one, like exactly like in a, in a starting position. Like, it's not like flowy if, if that makes sense mm-hmm. it's like it, robotic almost yeah and it's like you can tell she's probably like counting the steps and like doing the steps and it's just like god we know like i just know that's not how she used to be like she was like owning that stage you know so i just want the old britney back or just for her to do what she wants to do i know, know. she and wants to like retire oh you know what's something that's interesting that didn't make the documentary. I actually don't know if this is interesting. You tell me, but um, there was this podcast I've listened to. It's called mystery show. It's really good. But one of it's like this woman who saw goes and tries to solve small mysteries that her friends have. And one of her friends had written a book and published a book. And then she, her friend saw a um, paparazzi photo of Brittany holding the book because apparently Brittany is an avid reader. She loves mm-hmm. books and she reads a lot of, apparently she reads a lot of fiction. I don't know. So then the podcaster went and like bought a VIP ticket to backstage to the, the Vegas residency to at basically just, that was the only way she could get an, an audience with Brittany and Brittany like totally remembered the book, remembered plot from, I don't know. It was, that's so cute. Yeah. So Brittany, Brittany book club. Like we have a Reese book club. We have a Jenna Bush book club. I want a Brittany book club. Yeah, me too. Brittany, you can do it. I just want her to, I want to hear her side of things because I do think she wants to share it. And that was the one thing with the Meghan Markle interview too. Like, I'm really glad that she shared her truth because she had been silenced for so long and like I I heard a lot of the criticisms of that interview were like these are rich people problems you know like when they were talking about how they didn't really have money like Harry got cut off financially and it's like yeah that sucks but you also had an, an a large inheritance to fall back mm-hmm. on and endless and open I do doors. get that mm-hmm. exactly and I do get that like I get that these are trying times and a lot of times these sound like rich people problems but listen I am down for any woman who is speaking her truth after being silenced for years mm-hmm. after being treated like garbage after being like lied on in tabloids um and being mischaracterized like it is human nature to want to set the record straight like I don't care how rich you are you deserve your side of the story to be told and I felt that about Megan in that interview and I feel that about Brittany like I want to hear from her 
her perspective when she's ready and in the form that she's comfortable with. Um, because just the fervor that has gone on around her and we've never really, I think, heard her fairly address what's gone on these past several years. Like, I'm ready for that. We're ready for you, Brittany. We yeah. are here waiting to support you because we know <laughs> yeah. you're amazing. And we want, we want her, I want her side of the story. I don't care what Justin said. I don't care what, you know, her father's view of things are. I only want to know hers. Yeah. I think we'll get it eventually. Felicia said so. Yeah. <laughs> Felicia said one day she'll speak and I'll be ready. But man, it was a depressing watch, especially for us. We all grew up with Brittany. So it's like really hard to see her this way. Yeah. To see her in pain. Like she was everything. And it's really hard to, it's really hard to like explain how prevalent she was, you know, like she was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Everywhere. She was, she was like, her pictures were hanging in girls' rooms because they wanted to be her. And then guys just wanted to do her. And so she was like the it girl. Like yeah. 11 million albums sold. That's unheard of. And you used to have to go to the record store mm-hmm. and physically stand in line and buy those CDs. Don't you miss that kind of? No. <laughs> I do. I miss, I miss the hype of that. I you miss, know, and yeah. I got to see the artwork and I loved when they had you, lyrics in the oh, booklet. I, yeah. I hated when people didn't put their lyrics in. It was like, oh, a, it yeah. was like, screw you fans. I'm not, you could right. figure out the words yourself. I miss video yeah. stores. I do I miss that. I the lyric booklet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, well, oh, all we my can do is just listen to the hits. Brittany free these ladies. Yeah. <laughs> we Freedom. don't want to be locked in cages anymore. Free us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about next? I have, we could talk a little bit about if any of us have watched some Hallmark. I also have some um, Hallmark adjacent gossip, but I also, it's more of like another woman speaking her truth in a way. I don't know. Ooh, who's, but I don't want to, but truth? I feel bad. I don't want it to be like, gross you know what I mean I don't I don't mean this in a gross way although Who's it's speaking her fascinating truth. okay so here's too long of a story so I was listening to a different podcast called who weekly where they discuss kind of like celebrities where you're like who you know like celebrities that aren't huge and just kind of like celebrity gossip where you may not actually know the celebrities involved and they were talking about how there is this celebrity divorce going on right now it's an actor who if you look, if you saw his face, you're like, oh, I kind of, I recognize that guy, but his name's, um, Yoan Griffith. I think he's Welsh and he has a bit part in Titanic. Anyway, they're talking about, so he filed for a divorce from his wife, an actress. And they were talking about how the wife, her name's Alice. Oh Evans, yeah. He's in, um, fantastic. Fantastic four. four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he filed divorce from his wife and the wife, his wife, went on Instagram and basically posted the article about him filing and she wrote good to know. (gasps) And then, and then she posted another, hold on, I got to read it. She's basically living her truth on Instagram in a way that I find very refreshing. So after 13 years of marriage, um, she wrote my beloved husband slash soulmate of 20 years. What's his name? Yoan Griffith. 
has announced he is to leave his family starting next week. Me and our me and our young daughters are very confused and sad. Like that's what she t- she Damn. put out there. Oh we my ha- gosh! We haven't been given a reason except that he no longer loves me. <gasps> yeah, it's crazy. Like that's like here's the thing. I truly appreciate someone living their relationship spiral openly <laughs> and honestly, you know, because we see so much bullshit, you know, so much like, I don't know. Yeah. Everything's great. And then all yeah, of a sudden, this like just, perfect veneer on all yeah. these relationships. And yeah. we all know breakups are hard. I can't imagine a divorce after 13 years that you're blindsided by being you know, to me that I'm like, whoa, she's living her feelings and she's showing them. She's not afraid to share them. And, oh, my point being, this is Hallmark adjacent because the actress, her name's Alice Evans, is the lead woman in The Christmas Card. Uh, my, one of my favorite- No way! Hallmark movies that they play every single year. It's from like, it's from 2006, I think. That's her? That's her. So she- you know, her, she, I, I'm like, I wish she had gotten her Cody, you know, because apparently I just, Erica, the Christmas card, I'm sure I've talked about it every year, but it's like the one where she is writing to veterans mm-hmm. and one of the veterans, or he's in the, he's active actually gets her Christmas card and then he gets injured or whatever. He gets discharged and he comes to the town to meet her, but she has this like douche boyfriend and he like starts working at her father's thumb, her father's lumber yard. Anyway, it's a great, I love it. It's like one of my favorites. I find it very comforting. I wish her all the best. I also recommend following her on Instagram because there's some. I'm looking at these posts. That is so this sad. Is, this it is, is a sad. spiral for the ages. It is spiral. Like she literally had dark art of a broken heart mm-hmm. as one of these pictures. Ooh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ugh. When this all happens, I just also feel bad for these kids too. I know. I know. Mm. God, I wonder like what really happened there. Yeah. I mean, she did another post that I, I don't have, I think she's since deleted it, but she was, um, it was like a, it was like a selfie of the two of them. And she's like, I remember when we took the selfie and how did I not know then here's me all disheveled and here's him looking handsome. And I just remember how reluctant he was to do it. And I should have known then. I was just like, oh God, it's like, we've all felt these things and it's terrifying. I don't know. I wish her the best. I know it's going to be okay. She's going to be okay. She's awesome. Find your Cody. She's got to find her Cody. You guys, the world, what is that? (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean for that to be. We have any, do we have any happy news? Hallmark, let her back in. Hallmark, exactly. Hallmark, let her back in. Give her a mystery. Do we? Happy news, Erica? No, there's no happy news. <laughs> oh man, I, I was just hoping. I know, no. I know. I'm sorry. 2021, man. Yeah. 2021. Yeah. I don't know. Have you guys watched any Hallmark that made you happy? Gave you joy? I have not. No. <laughs> have you been avoiding the Hallmark? Um, well, I've been kind of just not really watching a lot of TV in general, to be honest with you. But I watched some other good things. Mm-hmm. You guys talk about Hallmark and then I'll come back to this. I watched all of the Valentine's Day, but it's rebranded as Love Something. I forget what it is now. <laughs> new Year, New Love. No. Love. Let my love, love open the door. Swept. 
you know what? I'm going to the trusty Hallmarkies. Instagram. <laughs> I know Rachel love ever after. Love I, I was thinking it was called love swept. I'm a mess. Okay. That's so I saw mix up in the Mediterranean, which you guys should watch. It's fun. I watched that too. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. It was cute. It was um, super fun. I did think, on. sorry. I did. I really enjoyed it. I love the Walta. I thought but brothers really like the brothers even though they were the same person it was just fun there is something creepy to it though where he is like full-on hitting on her and touching her and she thinks he's a gay man you know what I mean yeah it's very confusing there's lots of like hugging and by the end she's like kissing him on the cheek when they leave each other for the evening yeah it is we we talked about that on the podcast creepy rachel was like i feel like i would just be confused and i was like yes you would be confused because it would make no sense yeah well and it's also manipulative because like not to get too deep but it's like when you're as a woman when you are talking or meeting a man you're going to be different if you i would say less guarded if you don't think that motivation is there. You know what I mean? If, if, if a guy is paying a lot of attention mm-hmm. to you and very invested in your life and your feelings, if he's a straight man, part of you is a single straight man. Part of you might be a little, like you have to know, part of you have to think, well, maybe he's just interested in me, you know, mm-hmm. sexually, <laughs> like, especially, right. you know, a, a hot Hallmark lead probably gets that a lot. Whereas if you think that that's off the table, you're going to be more open and like, you're just going to, I feel like you're going to be different. And then therefore it just, it just felt gross a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, definitely not ideal. Um, Um, a little manipulative, a little, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but, but it was still a good movie. It was funny. Yeah. But that off the table, I love a big swing and it was super funny. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, so you should watch that one, Erica. Yeah. I think, I think you'd like it. Mix up in the Mediterranean. Got it. (laughs) I also watched, it was always you, the Hallmark Super Bowl, because it was Tyler Hines and Aaron Krakow. That's funny. Um, did you like it? Fine. Oh, it was fine. Just fine. fine. I, I, um, yeah, it was your basic, like we're planning something movie. So I, and those aren't necessarily my favorite. Um, they had good chemistry. They really saved the movie. It had an A plus ending. I will mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. Loved the, the last 10 minutes. I <laughs> really true. was a fan of. I I watched um, the, I watched that one too. And I don't know, maybe I was just in the right mood, but I loved it. Like it gave me, I was just like, by the end of it, I was in love with Tyler Hines myself. I was like, I will marry that man. <laughs> I was also in love with their. You're officially a hiney. Yeah. Oh, gross. But yes. Um, That's what they call themselves. Heinies. The That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I was also in love with his family compound that apparently he lives on. Apparently he's a Kennedy. And yeah, the ending was great. It was different. It was different and good in that way. Erica, she decides to go traveling. Well, the ending for you, Erica. That's okay. Do it. She goes traveling and he goes with uh, her. He doesn't go with her. No, she, so she's in a relationship and she starts to realize maybe he's not the right one. She's also kind of falling in love with the guy's brother. And then she basically in the end goes 
breaks off the relationship and goes traveling by herself. Oh. And she like returns in a beret. <laughs> so wait, they don't end up together? Well, then there's the they last do. 10 minutes. There's yeah. like oh. a one year later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got there's it, a one year it. later situation that happens. It reconnects them. And he gives. I was going to say. Whew, he gives a very good. I'm in love with you speech. Yeah. Like, very good. Mm-hmm. I was like, I would be powerless to this shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's just no way you're turning him down. There's just no way, like, you are turning that man down, looking yeah. like he does and saying the things he said. I was like, oh man, that that's powerful. And they have, I believe, multiple slow dances. To um, is it that? How do I live without you? Is it that song? I can't the remember. Rhyme song? Yeah, it's a the it's Trisha a- Yearwood version, girl. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Yeah, they probably didn't want to pay for the Leanne Rhymes version. Yeah, because she left <laughs> Hallmark it. high and dry. Mm. Did you watch Playing Cupid too, Dory? I did. I loved that. Yeah, it was great. That was a good it one. It was not Emma. They tried to bill it as like an Emma. Yeah. It was like I if Emma know, was about Emma's parents. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was um, the little girl was so good. Mm-hmm. Erica, she is like a 13 year old matchmaker and it's like her legit business. She has mm-hmm. to do a project where she has to make a business and it is her legit business. And she matchmakes all her friends and gets them dates for the dance. It is so cute. It's oh yeah. Cute. I actually saw the trailer for that one. Yeah. I'm so behind on anything cute well, lately. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about Hallmark is you can always catch them again some other time. I know. <laughs> I know. And there's been a bunch of mysteries someday. You guys, I watched a mystery sort of kind of, not a Hallmark one, but another one. Okay. I watched this series on Netflix called Behind Her Eyes. Did you guys watch it? No. I hear it's a twist at the end though. That's all I know. It's a twist. I'm usually not into that kind of stuff, but I enjoyed it. So you recommend it? I recommend it. Is it scary? No, it's not scary, but you're just like, holy crap, I didn't expect this. Um, but yeah, it was pretty good. It's about um, a psychiatrist who starts working at this office. He ends up having an affair with the secretary. The secretary also becomes friends with the wife of the psychiatrist, but the psychiatrist doesn't know that the wife has friended the secretary. So it's like the secretary is like playing both sides. And that's all I'm going to say. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> There's a whole lot of history oh with this couple. Hey, oh. And they drag the secretary into it. And the ending, I would have never saw coming. Interesting. Oh. So check that out. Well, I don't know. You guys just want to, I don't, is there any other hallmark you want to talk about, Dory? Or should we just talk about whatever we've watched that's like not made us horribly depressed? Do it. Do it up. I started watching Georgia and Ginny. Oh, yeah. Ginny and Georgia. I don't remember which order it is. That's kind of cute. I mean, it's like kind of lighthearted, but not. How far are you? Uh, like maybe three or four episodes in. So I don't know. Should I keep going? I watched the first episode and I was disturbed by the endings. So it was weird. <laughs> Go back. Yeah. It was weird. But like, I just want to, f- I, I, that's why I was like, this is weird. I got to see where it goes. So that's why mm-hmm. I, I kept going with it. Cause now I just need to know like, where did all this start from? Yeah. Um, and I love that the Shit's Creek woman is in it. Like the. Oh yeah. She's awesome. I know. Um, I've been watching a lot of Coco Melon. <laughs> Is that a kid's thing? Yes. Dear Lord, we have started screen time. 
Oh, is that where you limit screen time? Yeah, we limit it, but he loves Coco Melon. And so it's just like this cartoon singing children's songs. Oh, eh, whatever. It's, it sounds sweet. It is sweet until you watch it and hear it for the hundredth time. Are they originals? So cute. Yeah. Some of them are originals. Like, I mean, there's the go-tos, you know, the wheels on the bus, the itsy bitsy spider, but then they got their own jams. Um, I've been catching up with my housewives because I know I always have to have them in my life. That's really about it. Do you watch Married to Medicine? No, I don't. I watch Summer House, which I'm loving this season. Summer House is really good, but I also started Married to Medicine. Yeah. Uh, why did Why did no one tell me that's the funniest show ever? Uh, I know. Good? God, now you're gonna get me into it. It's Erica, so daunting because it's been on for so there's long. There's so I know. There's just so many shows. I'm watching it simultaneously. So I'm watching this season because I need to be up on the drama this season. Like there's a friendship that I'm very invested in repairing, even though I've never seen the show until this season. And I'm going back and watching all eight seasons because wow. these ladies are, I know these ladies are everything to me. You have to get to know them correctly. I know. So They're just so funny and accomplished and amazing. I would, <laughs> Erica, I know how much you love housewives of atlanta this is like the cousin to that okay. oh dear you're just you kind of you're dr me jackie delivers their i know babies. i know That's i've seen her doctor i know you gotta watch do you think you can jump in at any time or do you recommend going all the way back to the beginning like can you dip a toe i don't know i just jumped in this season and was like yes i'm in so i went back to the first season and started watching so I'm watching season, this is like season nine, I guess, or eight. I'm watching that season and season one at the same time. Oh man. You are committed, my friend. <laughs> They're amazing. I can't help. Like they are so freaking funny. I can't even deal. What about you, Mel? What have you been checking out? Oh my God. I watched all of the things, but um, <laughs> have you seen Barb and Star yet? Oh yes. Oh my God. How did I not talk about that? Go to Vista Del Mar. Yeah. I rented that. I mean, it's still a, probably a $20 rental. It's still pretty expensive. Who cares? It's worth it. Oh my God. It was so good. It made me so happy. That movie. That that was, that's a movie that we needed at this point in time in the world. I I can't wait till it's streaming and I can watch it again. (laughs) Um, yeah, I know that. I mean, the trailer doesn't do it justice. I think the trailer seeing the trailer, I was just like, I don't understand what this is. And it looks kind of corny and not funny, but man, I loved that movie. I love Trish. I love the musical number or the musical numbers. I don't know. I just, I won't, I, love, I won't I say who's villains. Yeah. I won't say who's at the end, but I loved who was at the end. Yes. Oh my God. It's a must. Oh, it's it's a just must like, movie. if you just got an, like the way I related to it was, I think of it like a, like a cruise ship. You just got to embrace the cheese. Yeah. Like, it's just a feel good, like random movie. That's just funny. And they mm-hmm. went for it and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I recently watched Moxie too on uh, Moxie is a Netflix movie. Amy Poehler's thing, right? Yeah. It's Amy Poehler. She's like the mom. She's like a riot girl mom who has a daughter and the daughter leads like a revolution at school. She like makes a zine. Um, I mean, it's, a, you know, it's one of those, like you could, it's a, I mean, yes, there's some dark themes to it, but it's like a feel good 
you're going to, you're going to, you're not going to feel sad after it. You're going to feel happy. And she's got like the greatest, the, the daughter has like the greatest boyfriend in it. I was like, where are these boys when I was growing up? These evolved <laughs> men. Um, I don't know. I've been just kind of like listening to a lot of audiobooks, like a lot. And I've been based on, like, I, I had a conversation with Dory about the Bridger books, Bridgerton, the Bridgerton books, mm-hmm. because I didn't really want to listen to the one that the first, have you seen Bridgerton yet? Yes. Okay. I didn't want to listen to the book that the series, the, the first season, like I didn't really care about Daphne. Really, I was just like, I wanted to jump into the characters that I cared about. And Dory said, you can absolutely do that and you're not going to be lost. And she was absolutely right. So I'm listening to um, uh, Penelope's book right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Ro- Romancing Mr. Bridgerton. And man, it's good. It's fun and perfect. It's Does perfect every single Bridgerton ha- have their own book? Yeah, so it looks that way. There's like a million seven? Bridgertons. Yeah, there's seven there's, of them. And then if they're going to the neighbors, that's three girls. Like, are they doing all that? There's how many books are there? There's Daphne's, there's Antony, there's Benedict, there's Colin. And there's like Eloise, Eloise Hyacinth, there's, maybe. Um, I think there's a sister with an F. I forget her name. Then uh, there's like Francesca or um, something. Gregory and Hyacinth. So there are eight kids with eight books. Oh, eight. Kids. And then the mom has a novella. And there are, there are long epilogues for each book. So you get to like hear what's going on after the book in their lives. Like, you know, like 15 years later, they've had kids and whatever. It's, it's, it's a beautifully drawn out world. That's for sure. Yeah. I would read the Eloise book next, Mel. Oh, totally. She's one of my favorites. Yeah. There, I absolutely will. It's on deck. Um. (laughs) I've also just been listening. I don't know. I've been going down this weird, it's not that weird, but I've been listening to a lot of like young adult romances, <laughs> which is, I don't know what that's saying, but there's just so many. I mean, maybe there were always, maybe there are always so many great young adult books that I just wasn't aware of. But I recently listened to Fat Chance, Charlie Vega. That was so good. And also You Should See Me in a Crown is so good. I highly recommend those. They're just like, you know, people in high school having high school problems and also you know problems with their family and I don't know it's just it's easy you know what I mean goes down easy and uh highly recommend for (laughs) (laughs) non-depression I don't know I I do anything these days to just like watch something that's joyful or read something or listen to something it's the only thing getting us through guys yeah I do want to give one shout out to my friend, Lisa, who started a podcast called, which was better. And it is super fun. Her and a guest read a book that a Hallmark movie was based on or read a book that the Hallmark movie came first. And then they wrote the book and then the guest and her talk about which was better. It's amazing. I love Lisa so much. I would recommend that everyone who listens to our podcast, listen to her podcast as well. It's called, which was better. I was on the first episode. It's so fun. We read and watched unleashing Mr. Darcy, which was one of my faves and spoiler alert. I loved the book even more than the movie. (laughs) Subscribe. Yeah. Great review download. She's great. The show's great. It's every other Friday. I listened to your episode too. It was really fun. I laughed a lot. And it was interesting the way that it kind of changed your view of the movie 
<laughs> you know, after reading the book, seeing things in the movie. For sure. After I read the book, I was like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the motivations more fleshed out in the book made more sense than the movie. I don't know. It was interesting. It's really interesting. I didn't know that they made, they had books based on, I mean, I know they had Hallmark movies based on books. I did not realize they had books based on Hallmark movies. That's terrifying. They're writing a book based on the last Evergreen. Really? Yeah. Bells are ringing. That's becoming a book. Lisa, please have me on for that episode. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, guys. Is there anything else you want to just talk about? I just nice talking to you guys. It's been a while. It's been forever. I know. I mean, do you guys want to watch Spring Fever or Spring Fling or no? (laughs) I think I'm definitely going to want to watch the wedding ones because I'm not going to lie. I kind of miss going to weddings. Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) So we'll be back in June. (laughs) June brides, everybody. We'll be back in June. No, I'm saying like we could do stuff before that, but usually I'm not like gun ho about the wedding ones, but I just really want to go to a wedding. Oh, that's sweet, Erica. Because like you have so much fun there and, you know, dancing and drinking and the bread baskets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. All true. Have you seen the commercial, the promo for Chasing Waterfalls, Erica and Dory? I know Dory has. No. And what does this have to do I with? I want to talk about it. I don't know. It's just a... Um, Erica, it- they use the song, the TLC song, Chasing Waterfalls for a movie about... A Hallmark a movie chasing waterfalls i'm like that's not what that song is about do they know what the song's about it's very exactly. confusing like, don't even get me started it's really it really angered me someone needs someone over at the network needs to rethink this decision mm-hmm. so that's a spring fling right i would imagine that's a spring fling they paid all that money for that song to misuse to, it to misuse it <sighs> i mean it's sick. It's That's sick. ridiculous. If they listen that to that song is not for a Hallmark movie. No. Yeah. Three letters took him to his final resting. Yeah, place. I know. It's like literally don't go chasing waterfalls. Because <laughs> you will die. <laughs> oh God. yeah. Listen to I me. Just question. Like, oh God. I know that they hired Wanya Lucas, but like you you gotta hire some other people of color. Like yeah, I'm sorry. This I don't is... think I don't think she approved that promo or saw that one. Well, that's a thing. Like I, she, there's no way she sees every promo. Like you need diversity on every level, every team, because I guarantee, and just anyone like our age would have been like, I don't know that we should be using this. <laughs> this is like a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like. I, yeah. I, it's, like it's, it's literally very, like, it like TLC singing it. It's not like they redid it. I'm pretty no, sure, Erica. It is the song. It is TLC singing it. Oh Lord! It's, they have Chili and T Boz and Left Eye on there singing. Oh my God! I don't get it. Yeah. So we'll see you in June. <laughs> We're gonna skip those waterfalls. It's interesting too that it doesn't have spring in the title, which is so rare for Hallmark to not have a specific, the branding in the title. You know what I mean? Who knows, guys? Who knows? What's going on over there? Who knows what's to come? Well, thanks for joining us. <laughs> thanks for listening to us ramble. Yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody. And uh, see you see you around. <laughs> see you next time. Bye. 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 I'm Mrs. Lifestyle, the merchant famous. You want a piece of
Mm-hmm. 